0: Hello, welcome to this uh, podcast episode from Pastor Chris. This podcast is for Ash Wednesday, uh, 2020, February 26th. We begin with prayer. God, you value humility and lift up those who rank lowest in this world. Instill in us the desire to serve you without concern for position or esteem in the eyes of others, but to live as your grateful children at peace with you and with our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Our scripture reading for this evening is Mark chapter 9. Jesus and his disciples went on from there and passed through Galilee. He did not want anyone to know it, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, The Son of Man is to be betrayed into human hands, and they will kill him. And three days after being killed, he will rise again. But they did not understand what he was saying and were afraid to ask him. Then they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the way? But they were silent, for on the way they had argued with one another who was the greatest. He sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, Whoever wants to be first must be last of all and servant of all. Then he took a little child and put it among them, and taking it in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. We used to have a friend uh, who was in recovery from addiction. When he described the way he was when he was growing up and before recovery, he'd say he was an egomaniac with an inferiority complex. I sometimes think of that when I read all the passages in the Bible where Jesus says, the last will be first and the first last. What I realize is that any given moment, I'm pretty good at being either one. There have been times in my life when my ego has gotten the better of me And I think I know more than anyone else and people just ought to do things my way. Other times I've been so disappointed in myself that I feel like some kind of creature slinking under a rock. Now I would have to say that thankfully both tendencies have diminished. I think that's partially due to age but hopefully even more some spiritual growth. But I suspect they'll never go away until the ultimate healing and resurrection. I wonder sometimes when people hear the last will be first and the first last If they too wonder which one they are am i the last or am i the first as we begin this season of lent i want to think on this last will be first and first last in terms of vulnerability let's look at jesus actions and words with the little child first a little cultural grounding we are a society which adores in fact almost reveres children when parents look at their calendars and checkbooks it can look like their kids are at the center of the universe Sometimes parents will even say that. Well, not so in the first century in Jesus' world, the world of peasants. No doubt parents loved their children, but they were not the center of the universe. Young children especially were at the very bottom of the social rankings. They couldn't pay their way and were totally dependent on parents and extended families who were likely already stretched thin economically. 30% of them died before the age of one. And no small number of mothers died from complications of childbirth, leaving children without their mother. And there were no social programs to take care of orphaned children. Young children were no doubt loved by their families who just hoped they lived long enough to make their own way. But they were largely ignored by society at large. Children were the most vulnerable of all people in Jesus' world. Jesus says, when you welcome one such as this little child, you are welcoming me. With those words, Jesus is making clear his own willingness to be vulnerable. So if that's the case, then maybe we would benefit from some reflection on vulnerability. Most often when I've preached these passages, I focus more on the social aspects. We are a culture who is all in on being first. From early childhood on, we want to be fastest, strongest, most powerful, richest, most admired, most successful, and we hold those values for our nation as well. Jesus' words cast an uncomfortable shadow on such beliefs. Now that remains, I think, a good way to look at it. We are called to care for the most vulnerable among us in tangible ways, feeding the poor and advocating for things that can make their lives better, welcoming immigrants and helping them get their new life started, caring for the sick, restorative justice, loving those we'd rather not. But even beneath the charitable things we do, we often still hang on to that sense of superiority. And yet Jesus holds up vulnerability as our call. We don't even probably like the word. It's associated with weakness or defenselessness, and we certainly don't like that. And if we get down to it, we probably associate it with being inferior. And rather than giving in to an inferiority complex, our ego comes roaring back to protect that frightened, vulnerable person inside us. It can be forever and up and down, either better with than everyone or facing the world with a heart full of shame and doubts about our worth. At first, when you hear Jesus say, the last will be first and the first last, it might seem like that just keeps this pendulum pendulum swing going forever. But what if, instead, we are being called to embrace vulnerability, our own and that of others? It's not about one of us moving up and another moving down. It's about recognizing that we are all vulnerable in some way. Vulnerability can be a great equalizer. Some of us actually are economically vulnerable. Some live one layoff, or illness, or car breakdown away from true poverty, and even homelessness. Some of us are vulnerable because of addictions and habits that rob us of peace, and health, and a sense of well-being. Some of us are vulnerable because of illness or advancing age. Many of us are vulnerable to fears for the safety and well-being of loved ones, especially our children. In fact, we are often quite vulnerable to the fear of death. Some are vulnerable because of past trauma that makes them feel damaged and somehow to blame. Some are vulnerable to the constant need to prove themselves superior to everyone else, simply to avoid the crushing fear that they might in fact be nobody. We are all vulnerable to guilt, shame, and heartbreak. And ultimately, we are all vulnerable to death. So what if instead of all the defense mechanisms we put up and the ways we try to stay on top, We just came to terms with our vulnerability and that of everyone else. What if we quit needing to hide from our insecurities and fears and just admit it's part of being human? What if we didn't look down on the vulnerability of others because of what we see as weakness or inferiority? Because deep down we know we share that aspect of humanity. In my mind, that's really what Lent, but especially Ash Wednesday, is about. It's about looking honestly at ourselves. It's about bringing our vulnerabilities to Jesus and being willing to have both the egomaniac and the inferiority complex crucified. Because what we are ultimately talking about here is Jesus and his own willingness to be completely and totally vulnerable to all the worst that people could do to him. People who have their own struggles with vulnerability and the dangerous ego mechanisms they use to strike back. Tonight, as you receive the ashes, it is our vulnerability that we recognize. We recognize that our fear of being vulnerable sometimes leads our ego to lash out in ways we think will help, but instead makes things worse. We recognize that we are vulnerable to death, that we are mortal. But we receive those ashes in the shape of cross and in recognition we receive them in the shape of a cross in recognition that Jesus went to the cross totally vulnerable out of love for us and that in him both the egomaniac and the inferiority complex die and we are raised to our true humanity amen i would invite you as you as you go through this season of lent to find some kind of uh, prayer practice whether it's a centering prayer or um, journaling, or breath prayers. There's a a multitude of different kind of faith practices and spirituality practices that can be helpful. I will try to get some posted on our website and uh, if you want to take a look at some options. Again, thanks for joining for this podcast and have a blessed Lent. Amen.